Welcome back to the Manga Revolution Podcast, your home for the best in-depth commentary and the latest happenings in the manga and anime industry. I'm your host, Kevin, and with me today is actually not Rock, as I'm flying solo for this episode, because I wanted to cover the latest developments that are, have been going on in Boruto, Naruto, the next generation, as Naruto is one of my favorite manga series of all time, and there's been really big things that have been going on in the latest chapters, so I wanted to talk about that and just kind of give my overall thoughts on the series thus far. Now, before I get into that series and the latest developments going on there, uh, I wanted to do some quick housekeeping. As always, you could follow the Manga Revolution podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you download podcasts around the internet. You could also rate and review us five stars on whatever your preferred platform is. That really helps us out. And you can follow the latest reviews and features that Rock and I do for the comic book and manga industry on comicbookrevolution.com. You can follow myself on Twitter at the Kevin Lainus and on TikTok at Nerdy Kev. You can follow Rock uh, at Rock Revolution both on Twitter and Instagram. And then you could follow the Comic Book Revolution on Twitter at CB Revolution and the Manga Revolution Podcast at, on Twitter at the Manga Podcast. Now, in time of this, the recording for this episode of the Manga Revolution Podcast, it, um, we've had 67 chapters of Boruto the Next Generation come out. And it we've been in the middle of this uh, arc called the Code Arc that has been dealing with more of the problems with the Kara clan and also Boruto basically becoming the uh, fully the vessel for Momoshiki uh, Atsuki. Um, and where we've been having this big battle with this character called Code, who has been a very powerful foe that even bore Naruto in his sage form was unable to even stop him. Um, and it did force Boruto to rage out and unlock his full karma abilities. Um, and in the process, he basically, be, it looks like he became Momoshiki um, or very close to it. And as it looked like things were getting out of control with Boruto becoming the big bad that we saw in um, the movie that came out leading into the series, um, Kawaki decided to, like I promised Boruto, um, as they've been building up this brother relationship. And part of that has been that Boruto made Kawaki promise if he did transform into Momoshiki, um, that he would kill them before that even happens, which this uh, latest chapter, that's what Kawaki did. Um, he went through with killing uh, Boruto, even though Naruto was right there in front of him and possibly like ruining that relationship. Uh, but as that happens... Kawaki decides, you know what, I got to put an end to it. Code is too much of a big threat. Naruto, even in his sage form, was not able to defeat Code. So Kawaki fights Code and almost defeats him. But uh, Code, in the last second during this fight, uh, summons another member of the Car Clan called Damon, um, who de deflects Kawaki's massive attack that uh, causes Kawaki to go backwards. Um, and this gives Code the opportunity to escape before... Uh, like Kawaki could recover and kill him. And as that's going on, Shikamaru is basically trying to shake Naruto out of his stupor that he's in because he just saw his son die. Um, and they, as they're like, as that Naruto is bro broken free of like the shock that he's in, um, Shikamaru and him discuss what they should do with Kawaki, especially with Boruto dying and basically changing the dynamic that's going to go back in Konoha. But surprisingly, we see that. Boruto survives that deadly attack by Kawaki and we learned that through Momoshiki's spirit that because Boruto's life was threatened that he used the last 
of the karma abilities that he had in, in him to basically heal Boruto's otherwise deadly wound, um, but in the process making Boruto an imperfect um, vessel for Momoshiki to, to resurrect, which in turn makes Boruto a pure Atsuki uh, clan member um, and also a, um, someone that can now be sacrificed to the Tentail. So there's that's still going on, and as that happens, uh, we go back to Code where... Uh, with the Kara clan, and who re uh, he reveals that to Ada, another Kara clan member, that he left some claw marks, which allows him to teleport anywhere as long as wherever the marks are, that he implanted them in Shikamaru, and now he could teleport into Konoha without a problem to get Amado um, and basically get to the next phase of their plan. Now, the code arc really does feel like a big jump for, for the series in terms of setting up what we know where the series is leading towards um, with the how the series, Boruto and the Next Generation started of showing us that time skip battle between a teenage Boruto and Kawaki. And now with how things have gone on so far in these most recent chapters, especially with chapter 66 and 67, um, it does feel like we are getting to the point where Kishimoto is preparing us to get to a time skip at the very least that will get us more more closer to that time period that we saw at the beginning of Boruto when it first started. And all, all the seeds are laid out here with, with the developments of of Code and the Kara clan in general with Kawaki uh, gaining his powers again and showing how strong he is. Boruto becoming an incomplete vessel for um, Momoshiki. Uh, and it seems like now he is no longer in danger of becoming Momoshiki and now he is his own person again and doesn't have to be worrying about becoming somebody else. Um, so that was a really, especially that for Boruto's character, I think is very important that we get rid of that danger clock for him of possibly becoming the big bad and swerving us. And we kind of got that with this arc of Boruto is this over overpowered character. Um, and now it seems like Kishimoto is toning him down a little bit so that he could reset him, get him back into training a little bit more. He's still obviously incredibly strong, but again, there's a nice reset for his character. And then when you factor in Kawaki in terms of his power and how how we did really see him step up in, in this series of, or this story arc, for, um, I apologize for that. Um, so with this story arc, he really did step up and kind of just take that next step of being the character that we kind of know he is, which is this supposedly big threat that destroy, is behind destroying Konoha and in the time jump. Um, and it now feels like the stage is set for more of that push for Kawaki because we don't really know how um, that happens in terms of where we saw Kawaki at the time skip. But now it does seem like Kishimoto, Kishimoto is getting us closer to that. And I'll be very interested to see what happens if like there's some sort of bloodlust with the character, especially because he did kill his basically uh, brother figure that he's built, built this family relationship with Naruto kind of breaking this trust with Naruto a little bit of going through and killing Boruto um, and not hesitating at all. So I do wonder how their relationship from here will go on because we saw with Naruto and uh, Shikamaru really discussing hey, Kawaki is really dangerous, and it does seem like Kishimoto did spend a, a quite a bit of time here 
um, having uh, Shikamaru and Naruto openly talk about how dangerous Kawaki is. And I'll be interested to see how characters interact with him moving forward, especially with Boruto. Like, this was part of their promise, but at the same time, we know how how things could easily turn, and they do have seemingly this um, Naruto-Sasuke kind of dynamic. So we'll, I'll be very interested to see how they interact moving forward and Naruto and Kawaki's relationship specifically and how, like, that mentor-protege uh, dynamic that they've been building up may be changing now with what happened in this story. As for Code, I do feel like he is probably the best villain that we've had so far developed in, in, um, in this series. Again, Boruto has ha- always kind of had this problem with the villains not always being as interesting, at least to me. Um, and Code is really the first villain that I feel like we're getting really into like more of the depth of his character than past villains in this series so far. And I'm really enjoying that, that he does seem to have more layers to him at the very least. And even though he does have like this robotic nature to him, there is more to the character. And I like that we do see, at, um, even though he is set up as this incredibly powerful figure, there is this limiter that's set set for him. And we are going to be seeing like him even grow as, stronger as a threat as well. And it'll be very interesting to see how Ada still factors into this and, with this ne- uh, these next few chapters, it does seem like they're going to be attacking Konoha. So I'll be very interested to see if how they play into Kawaki's maybe descent into being that the full villain of the series, and if they're going to be sticking around, and how how their overall the Kara clan are going to is going to be developed as part of the big threats for the series moving forward. I really do have to admit that this code arc has honestly been one of my favorite story arcs, if not my favorite story arc thus far, Boruto Naruto, the next generation. I, I'm i not watching the anime right now, so I can't speak to the arcs that we've had in the anime, um, but because I've only been reading the manga. Um, but it is really my favorite arc that we've had so far. It does feel like Kishimoto is finally finding a good groove with the series and getting the hit, hitting the right notes with Naruto's character, Boruto, Kawaki and other characters like Shikamaru and and Sasuke, um, and all as well as the villains. Code is easily like the the best villain that we've had in the series thus far, and at least in the manga. Um, and I do like the dynamic that Ada is adding to it with, and the Car Clan in general is feeling more like having a more distinct personality than just being the evil people of the series, um, which I feel like all the other threats that we've had with Ishiki, Momoshiki. And all these others um, have been really one note to me at the very least. Um, but again, I think that now that Kishimoto is getting closer to that time skip uh, area, um, he, he's finding his groove. And I I do think, honestly, these, especially probably like the last five or six chapters have been the st- strongest to date for Boruto Naruto, the next generation. Um, and I am honestly am very curious of what's going to happen next. Now, with that said, I think the thing that really continues to stick out to me as the thing that reason why I'm not falling in love with Boruto Naruto the next generation like I did with its predecessor Naruto is that there's such a big gap between Boruto and Kawaki and basically the rest of the cast that 
Kishimoto uh, unintentionally has made the rest of the cast really unimportant. I think one of my favorite things in Naruto was Naruto's dynamic with all his friends, with the rest, like not just Sasuke, Sasuke and Sakura, but also Shikamaru, uh, Hinata, and Nanji, and all the this wide cast of characters that all felt like were growing together, even though obviously Naruto and Sasuke grew incredibly rapidly pace and they were on on another level it still felt like we had a, a bunch of other characters that had their own story within naruto had their things to overcome reasons to get more powerful along with naruto and sasuke as the two leading figures i don't get that feeling from boruto whatsoever like we've had sara we've had um shikai and other characters in the series but they just feel like they've been left behind completely or, and and I'm not sure if it's because of the story and where it's going and Kishimoto's um, desire to create these powerful figures because, again, Naruto and Sasuke were such powerful characters by the end of the original Naruto series that he really needed to escalate the threats and make the threats incredibly powerful for even Naruto and Sasuke to not be able to defeat. But in the process, he's had to increase the power level for Boruto and Kawaki as well. Um, to make them incredibly powerful characters that even the previous generation of Naruto, Sasuke, Shikamaru, and others aren't a match for. And it's really unfortunate that we are in this place where the cast of this series just isn't hitting the same way as the, its predecessor did. Um, and I don't know what Kishimoto is going to do to improve things. I think maybe with Konoha becoming... Um, more of a a place where we're going to be getting more attention as it seems like code is going to be attacking uh the hometown for boruto and naruto um and so that might open up avenues for the rest of the cast to get involved but it's really hard to see um how realistically in um the, like with the character development that we've had so far that like boruto's generation is not going to be able to match up whatsoever like they haven't been developed like the most that we've had development is with Sarada of like developing her uh Sharingan, but even then she's no way near where Boruto and Kawaki are. So and when when you have that her um not not getting a lot of development, the rest of the cast really hasn't gotten development. So that is really a big concern of mine for for the series moving forward. And the big reason why I just haven't fallen in love with Boruto to be honest. Um and I wish that was different because I have been enjoying these last few chapters and I want to really give Boruto the, the chance to make me fall in love with it, but I'm just not getting that feeling. And we are 67 chapters in and maybe this is just one of the things that comes with being a monthly title. It's not weekly, so we're not being able to get time for characters to have an entire chapter dedicated to them because, again, we are getting one chapter a month instead of it being weekly. Um, so you don't really get those chapters where you could have a flashback or a training sequence with characters like we did with Naruto. Um, so, so, and I think that that is really something that Kishimoto needs to improve on and figure out how do I make the uh, chapters that we're getting once per month with the schedule that we have to, so that way, like we have an entire cast of characters that are interesting because right now it's just Boruto and, and Kawaki that have really really felt like they've um, gotten a lot of attention, and Naruto as well. Like Naruto has been another character that's gotten a lot of attention, but it feels like every time we 
get to Naruto and Sasuke. It's just Kishimoto trying to figure out a way to depower both characters because they were such god-tier characters that by the end of Naruto that... And this is called Boruto, the next, Naruto, the next generation, that both the, the characters that we all love needed to be depowered. And it's really a shame that we that, that was a solution to those two characters having to be involved still, but to a lesser degree, so that way they don't supersede um, Boruto and, and his generation. So uh, there's still a lot of problems that I'm having with Boruto and Naruto, the next generation. Now, with that said, as well, I do have my issues with the entire series. I, I do have to admit that I have, like I said at the beginning, that I have enjoyed these last few chapters, um, and I do see a lot of positives going on. It's just that Kishimoto needs needs to figure out a better balance for everything, so that way it's not just Boruto and, and Kawaki's story, which is right now kind of turning into, and I think there is still a lot of potential, especially if, we did end the code arc with this chapter and are moving into going back to Konoha, getting uh, Boruto to interact with uh, his supporting characters and the rest of his team members and things like that. So I think there's potential there where Kishimoto may, maybe slows things down a little bit so that way other characters could get time to breathe and time to develop. Um, that Because right now it's been just a focus on Naruto, Boruto, and Kawaki that I, I feel like the... At least the next chapter should focus on other characters, and that that is really my biggest hope. Because again, there there is a lot of interesting characters. It's just they need to, they need proper attention. So there there could be a lot of positives if this is truly the end of the code arc, and we get a little bit of time to get everybody back situated into the story and set up. Which now we know that Koda is going to be attacking Konoha. Um, Hopefully there's a, maybe a chapter or two in between that kind of sets that up and allows Code entering Konoha to be even bigger moment because now it is involving the rest of the cast in this series. Um, and I'll be very interested to see how everybody deals with that. And again, just uh, overall, I think Bortonar to the next generation is on an upward trajectory. At, uh, there's a lot of good things going into the next chapter that we get later this month that uh, Kishimoto can develop and hopefully um with, with a return to konoha we we get that uh continuation of where, where things are going on in a positive uh direction so if you are a naruto fan i do recommend checking out boruto naruto in the next generation again i didn't really enjoy how it started but i've been really getting into i would say the last dozen or so chapters of the series um especially so again i do recommend checking it out and if you are a Naruto fan, uh, you could get all 67 chapters on Viz, Viz's app and, and if you have a Viz Media subscription. So, again, it, it's, a good, it's a good read. Uh, and, again, thank you guys very much for joining me on this impromptu um, Manga Revolution podcast episode. I'll have Rock with me next time to discuss uh, other mangas that, that we are reading. So be on the lookout for that. And, again, hope, hope you all have a good rest of your day.